I love microdosing. I love microdosing. Yesterday, I needed to go practice my drums and I popped a little microdose gummy and I'll tell you what happened. I drummed for about a good two hours. That's fabulous. Yeah. I was looking at our new roof, hoping that it wasn't going to leak and I got some anxiety about it. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to take a gummy just to calm down so I can go to sleep and not worry about this. And I did and I had a great night's sleep and I woke up and there was no leak. I've noticed a change in you for the, a positive change. I like to hear that. Yeah. I feel like your mood is like very centered. I'm sleeping much better. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just that right amount of good. And you can get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com promo code pants. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com promo code pants for 30% off and free shipping. Microdose.com promo code pants. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's another episode of Pants. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're better now. You were a muted color a couple minutes ago. All it took was turning my volume up. So I'm glad I could. That and getting your mic in in the right placement to your. That was all. I didn't move that. I promise you. You're like off center. No, I'm not. No, it's the angle of the camera. You have this really pretty uh, sepia tone behind you. Did you put a filter on your lens? I didn't. It's the the blind is casting. It's like I actually a 1970s thought, oh, I look photo shoot. Uh huh. <laughs> well, that all makes sense. I have new prescription in. Um, I see it. Oh, it's like a rebirth. <laughs> Go to the, I go to the eye doctor mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, and, and, and it's like, okay, yeah, it's time to, you know, get my eyes checked to see if my prescription needs to be updated. And it's like changed my life. Well, because you can see, Kate, that's, I mean, I don't think. My other glasses Honestly, were okay. I don't think you've been able to see. I don't know. I think, I think it's been a while. My other glasses were okay. I, they were fine because I have to watch. I have to use them whenever I watch anything or I drive. Um, but when I do the compare now, the new ones on. Oh, the compare. Yeah. Because uh-huh. I, I think, oh, where, what have I been doing? I don't know. I don't know how you can stand not seeing perfectly. Like I have to see like 2020. It's or it drives me crazy. worse in the last year. Slowly but surely. And now I'm at a place where I just need glasses. There's just no way I around I want to it. talk about the tint choice you've made. Yeah. I need to talk about it. Well, I was I'm just not outside. Sure. I'm going to say it publicly. No, I was, I got, I got the ones that go dark because here's my issue with glasses because I need them more. Not all of my sunglasses are uh, prescription. So what I do is I'll bring my pres- prescription glasses and then I'll bring my sunglasses and I have to swap them out at times. So I'm always having one pair hooked on my shirt. Mm-hmm. And so I said, I want glasses where the lenses will change colors. And so I was just outside. Like so, that commercial. Yeah. So they're, they're like, so if you, they're slow, they were, so they go dark when you go outside and then they slowly get light again when you come back in. I know, but I think for me, it's that point of, uh, it's that blurry line between when you've come in and when you're supposed to be in, that's happening right now where they're like tinted. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan. Sorry. Because I feel like you look like, not like you have sunglasses on. They're normal but now. But like, you kind of look like a, like a mafioso or oh. something. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I did this to thwart the problem where I now can just use one pair. I understand. I'm just saying, I'll be curious to see if these actually go back to clear. 
while we're they doing are this. clear. They're getting clearer. No, nope. yeah, see, well, they're not. Yeah, they are. No. See, leash. I'm holding them up right now. I need to take a picture of you because no, you don't. You don't need to take a picture. You're being stubborn. See? No, I'm not. Back. I want you to know what it looks like on the other side. Do you see? Can you see through that lens right there? See, I, I see it, yeah. but when they're on your face, they're dark. They're like gray. Well, it's also um. Direct light isn't coming at me, so it's a little darker in here as well. <laughs> the sun has shifted in the afternoon. And I know it's your not mother has tinted glasses. That's been She's my mom's like secret weapon for the last 70 years, I think. Or the right, and I know it, as people age, because their eyes get like older, like, I don't know, like wrinkles or hooded eyelids. I don't know what's going on. I mean, I have hooded eyelids, right? But I'm not going to hide them behind a lens. I'm not because I'm like, that's just these are so I do understand. No, I know. But it appears to look like you're oh. hi possibly hiding your age. I don't care what it appears it to look effect. like. It, it What it does is it helps me <laughs> so I don't have to leave the house and not only keep track of everything <laughs> so else, but of another pair of glasses. Because I'm constantly I get flipping it. back I always and forth. have hooked. I know I'm always with the hooked. And then I go to hug somebody and it, like my glasses crunch. I just want to have one thing that I'm responsible shirt. for. And I just know where mm -hmm. they are. And boom, great. And I go outside, fabulous. Then they get dark. I just feel like this is, you've just started something that you're going to, like your mother, going to do for the rest of your life. I mean, never say never. Who knows? But I've never, I've just wanted to try it. Okay. I just had to say it. Good thing I didn't go for the progressives. That was the other thing. Why? I Well, first of all, I don't think I'm quite there yet. I mean, maybe I could use it, but I'm not quite there yet. And I had already ordered them and, you know, and I said, oh, can I add the progressive lenses? And they said, yeah, sure. But it's like an obscene amount of money. It's ridiculous. Yeah, thought, I know. I don't heard. need them that badly. Then what the fuck am I doing? No, don't I waste wait. your money. Okay. All right. I just have to get used to it. Here. Here are my other ones. What's happening right now? Well, oh, yeah, show, show me you. the other pair. So these are my, do a little compare. So these are the two lenses, right? They look both mm -hmm. clear. Okay. These look also as dark. There's a tint. Mm -mm. There's not. There's not Melissa, a tint do you see the tint? Am I? Is I it think the... it is the. <laughs> the computer screen? The computer, yeah. Okay, I need to see this in person then. Yeah, I think when you see okay. them in person, it'll be different. Because even yours look like they have a little bit of something on Ooh, Oh, really? Boom. Yeah. These are like $1 <laughs> glasses from Amazon. <laughs> Clear as a bell. I, yeah, I just think it, it's the... It's the okay, whatever. that makes Thank me you. feel better. But I'll see you tomorrow, makes Kate. Me feel We're going to go on a hike. I mean, yeah. We're going to go on a hike tomorrow. I'm going to take you with me. A walk. I'm sorry. We're well, this go is a, a hike walk. that I'm used to. I used to do this hike a bunch. And I okay. took Mo on it once. Um, in fact, I when, when, when we adopted Mo, I thought, oh, I can, what a great excuse now to go on this hike because she's the dog that needs that kind of exercise. And, when, and then COVID just hit. And then, you know, remember how all the trails were closed and you couldn't go anywhere? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, you couldn't go anywhere. Right. And so then I, I just fell out of favor and I forgot. And when you started doing it, it's like, oh, I used to love that hike. And who I'm most excited for tomorrow is Mo. Right. She's not going to know gonna what make you No, she's going to be, I'm not going to bring Banjo tomorrow, just so you know, because she went today. And I don't think- Is it too like, much for a little Banjo? It's like kind of a lot for her. <laughs> <laughs> she sleeps in the car on the way home. I bet. So I, I kind of like alternate. Snow banjo, just mo. All right, I'll break the news to her when we're done. She'll be okay with it because there's lots of other dogs on, on that trail. Yeah, I, anyway, trail. I did. I did, I did, like trail I did take now. her once, oh um, and it just wore her out in the way that she needed to be exercised. It was great. Great, and I'm going to make you go down and then turn around yeah. and go back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I used to. I did that too. Okay. Good. Yeah. Well, everybody, here we here we go. It's it's episode four. We're already this season feels like it's going slower. And watching it, I know it doesn't. I agree. first season suddenly it was episode eight, and it felt like we had started a week earlier. And season two is I know slowly I do moving. agree. It is kind of like 
moseying along. Maybe it was the holiday break we took. Probably. I think we just got out of like rhythm or something. Mm hmm. It's the first. Well, it's episode four. I mean, it, yeah. that's not it's nothing to balk at. We're kind of like almost halfway through. And mm. this is OK. Well, not quite, but we're getting there slowly. Yeah. And it's called Lynchpin. It's written by Eileen Shaken, and it was directed by Lisa Cholodenko. Who very that famous was, director. I, that was a bucket list item for me. Yeah. I love Lisa Cholodenko's work. I love yes. it. I've Laurel loved it. Laurel Canyon. Oh, Laurel Canyon is one of her uh, unsung hero films. It's I know. I think my favorite one out of all of them she's done. But to have her come on this show was exciting. We were excited. I know. Okay, so Kate, do you want to take the cold open today? Happily. Happily. Okay. So the, our cold open starts with, at the time when this aired, an unfamiliar face. We didn't know who yes, this girl was. Who is this girl? We did not. We hadn't met her yet. Hadn't met her. That girl turns out to be Rachel Shelley. Rachel Shelley. It's a real dynasty teaser, if you think about it, with the classical music and the seduction. It was... You it, know, I love this shit. Well, then that scene was right up your alley because that's all it was. it was. And the British accent really helped. Her therapist bring looks that. like Charlotte Rampling and... Uh-huh. It takes place in New York City, so it's out of Los Angeles, and you're kind of like, where are mm -hmm. we? What's going on? And introducing the character Helena... He I almost said Helena Heabody. Helena Peabody. Which I think we're sort of putting together, when you think of Peabody, it's going to be Peggy's daughter. Well, you know. Or maybe you know, hey, maybe you, you don't know. know. Who knows? I can't remember how I felt. But you hear the I word felt. Peabody, and it's a good, they picked a good name that has sort of that lineage, like that, like dynasty feeling where you're like, yes. oh, it's a Peabody. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And she's been having an affair with her shrink. And. Yeah. And you can tell she's like. And she's not taking no for an answer. Exactly. She removes her shirt, right? Didn't she? Oh, it's a whole thing. Did I imagine it's, that? No, because I, Bet I, does that later. Everyone is every this episode. Everyone's really into taking their off shoulders. their jacket yeah. to reveal their um, yeah, scant their shoulders. Little, okay, I was trying to think of the word for the shirt. There are a lot of like X's, a lot of X shirts, like straps yeah. going. Yes, yes. You know. But anyway, that's the teaser. Um, that's the teaser. And the therapist gives in, obviously. Yeah, well, Helena clearly gets what she wants. She does. She's, and that's sort of like what we, we we're to gather at the beginning of learning about Helena. It's like, like Maya Angelou said, when you meet, if they show you who you are at the beginning, that's who they are. Yeah, it's true. That is true. More on that later. We're going to come back to that. Yeah, so then we go to the planet, and Shane and Jenny walk in swinging hands. This is where fiction and reality sort of crossed, because that's Definitely. pure Mia and I. That's pure you guys. But that, as a viewer of The L Word, I was like, when did they become so close? I, as I sat and watched it this morning, I thought the same thing. When did they earn that hand-holding familiarity? <laughs> but that's just, that was, because at this point, again, like we said in the last episode, you, Mia, and I were roommates. And so yes. we were with each other. We were holding hands, swinging hands constantly. all the time. I mean, we were each other's... Um, everything. Everything up there. So, yeah, that's just Kate and Mia walking onto set. Sorry. Maybe that was a poor character choice, but it felt it's good a, in the it, moment. It all blurred back then. It's fine. It felt good in the I moment. That's the fun thing yeah, about working with Mia is that she'll just sort of do something on the spur of the moment and you go with and it. the right decision is to go with it because it will lead to someplace that you didn't expect. And I'm sure that was like a last minute thing. She said, hold my hand. Right, right. And then Alice is at the table, to, to, I guess, just came up with a big, like a dick game. Mm -hmm. She's like, what if we all had dicks? I'm under the impression <laughs> Shane really annoys Dana. Well, it, still. It, we've talked about this before. Well, it's because but you're still. you're everything she wants to be a free, open. Yeah, but even when Shane opens her mouth in person. front of Dana, Dana sort of gets the stink face, like, oh, you know, it's. I, know, I don't when remember When is the that. big turnaround for you guys? I didn't either. 
when do you guys do you ever? Yeah, there is a turnaround. It, again, you know, Aaron and I were so tight. It didn't even register. And, and, and. Uh, I know they were just lines. They were just like lines. We didn't even they were just moments. <laughs> like it was, it was, it was just the day at work, whatever. Like we're all going to have a glass of wine at Aaron's house when this is over. It's just something I picked up on. I'm not saying it'll be a consistent trait, but I'm still seeing some leftover irritation. Well, everyone else is getting along. I mean, Kit walks over i've given them some given her some sort of like coupon to something like massages or something just to get out the line that we learned that bet is in new york city it was kind of like yes just the reason to say that and we and also then, have then there's some line like i'm not able to remember what it was exactly but um it's something that instigates shane to say a very unshane like thing sort of like in reference to carmen it was very passive aggressive and that and and Remember that at the table? Yeah. Yeah. And that was, and I thought that's, if that was now, I'd question that line and say, I don't know how that fits. Right. And also there were a lot of things that happened at the table to get information out. Right. Right. That like Jenny's kind of interested in Carmen. You. And there's, I'm. Don't care. Well, but I do Um, care because again, that passive aggressive sort of under the breath toss away. Yes. Yeah, you do care. We know you care, but I'm I'm talking about what you're trying to cover. These were the things, like I would have moments where I was having a really hard time trying to understand Shane's rationale. And I think that moment is a good example where I just couldn't really wrap my head around, can, I, I can well, wrap I my head whole... around her, her, her self-destruction and everything else. But why reacting like that in that moment, I would have a hard time sort of trying to understand and make peace with. I think the whole audience had a hard time under, understanding why you weren't just going for Carmen. But, well, you know, they write things this way, so you do frustrate the audience, so you they want it more, me, right? But me as Kate, where I, I recall I would have moments like oh. this throughout the series where I would sit there and say, I kind of don't get why she's doing this and then now she's doing that. You still do that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's just how you work. You question. A lot. All right, hold that thought. We'll be back in a minute. Rocket money. I used rocket money again last week. How many? Are you okay? I don't know. You have a lot of subscriptions you forget about. You know what it is? Because I get these apps and you have to pay for everything you get these days. And I think, all right, well, I'll use this for a few days but and I'll cancel it. But I forget. And And you you forget every week that you forgot last week. Thank God you have rocket money. Before I started using rocket money myself, I thought I had about like, I don't know six subscriptions no kate i had like 15 15 yes i was like clear it clear it clear it get rid of it and rocket money is like we have your back because rocket money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions monitors your spending and helps lower your bills so you can start to grow your savings plus rocket money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of 500 million and canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash pants. That's rocketmoney.com slash pants. Say it, Kate. That's rocketmoney.com slash pants. Then all of a sudden we're back in New York City. So here's what I'm thinking. I think that that was Jennifer's, those were her exteriors. Like when we came down to Los Angeles, we did a lot of them. I think she had a, like a week in New York or something. Yeah, that was. And they were like, let's get back mm-hmm. walking around in great outfits in New York City. I'm All less sex in the city. And I know what corner that was on. Oh, okay. It was on Park <laughs> and 17th. And she was walking into the W Hotel over on Union Square. That's probably where she was staying. Which is on the northeast corner. Yeah. Again, I always go into like corporate thinking sometimes. I don't know why where they're, I'm like, oh, maybe Jennifer had a, an interview that was already set up. So like she already had a plane and then they're like, oh, while she's there, let's bring some cameras. Let's shoot this. Like taking advantage of the budget. Why do I go there? Who cares? What am I a producer deep down? I mean, I mean, is your secret... Passion is to be a line producer. 
because you're very no, concerned about the bottom about line. It, but I, well, it's it's that I wonder why some things happened and some things didn't. So it's mm. more like this is where I question. Right. So I, I'm like, oh, interesting that because it's a lot in New York in this for Ben. Yeah, it is. So it's sort of like capitalizing on some sort of situation, maybe. Because I'm like, did they really write it that she was in New York and then they flew a whole crew out and did, was it or was it just like, let's grab I it I think something there. intersected with something else that had Thank it you. make sense. Because this is something that they would have faked Vancouver for. That's what I mean. Thank you, Kate. I think that they would have taken a downtown corner of mm -hmm, Vancouver mm -hmm. that sort of looks city-like and been like, that's in New York. She wink, could have wink. gone to Gastown and they could have subbed totally. it as Soho. <laughs> exactly. Something, there was some. Okay, there was some thank you. That's all I just, crossover. I had to get that out. Okay, good. But I do have a memory that it was a fairly significant deal that production was actually going to film in New York. And they had yes. to bang it all out in a very, very small amount of time, which is why yes. on the locations, she's either in the first shot, she's getting out of the cab, walking into the hotel. Then it's a lot of cabs. Then, it's, then yeah. it's reversed. And then she's walking down the street, uh -huh. which was probably just around the corner from where the initial <laughs> shot was. They, it was not sex in the city, utilizing every landmark no. in town. It was this no. one little area that they milked for all it was <laughs> worth. Like, now round the corner again. Okay, turn around. Yeah. Get and on the other side of the, the street. Side. <laughs> okay. They have one cop holding traffic. Okay, let's get you crossing. Which every New Yorker loves is when film production is holding up traffic. <laughs> Not a way to win over okay, the New Okay, now Yorkers. open your flip phone. Okay, now hail the cab. Right. Now just walk okay. in the opposite direction because we're trying to get the other side of the street that looks different. Now get back in the cab. Okay. Now get out of the cab. And cut. All right, we got it. <laughs> That's probably what it was like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're back with the new BFFs, Shane and Jenny, and you are interviewing roommates. I remember really enjoying this back in the day. I like Shane's Gush t-shirt. I know, you really bust. This is the second time you wore this it. This is her staple outfit, I think, for the episode. This is the t-shirt, Kate. I know this it's the t-shirt. This is the t-shirt that I had on in the gym when we were shooting the pilot that made you look over on the treadmill and go, I like your shirt. Really? That was That's it? That's the shirt I was wearing. And I'm, I guarantee you, I gave it to you. No, you didn't. Because I only had one. No, no you I didn't. did. No, you didn't. I didn't. Nope. Because Cynthia, okay, our uh -huh. our lovely costume designer, yeah, really was respectful of that T-shirt because you had said this is the only one I have. Right. Yes. Oh, let, so let Shane knew, wear it. But this is borrowed it. Yeah. So she borrowed it and was oh. very respectful of it. So sweet. I know because I remember there's like little stitching up there. I Precisely. remember it was very it and it was perfectly worn chest. in. And to be honest, like uh -huh. if it wasn't cared for, it would disintegrate because it was that thin. Yeah. And at the end of the season, when we would do our, you know, our little. Where we'd buy our clothes. Yeah, which was like our own personal Barney's warehouse. When I say buy, I mean take. Yeah. Um, that T-shirt <laughs> was off limits to anybody because she had to give it back to you. And at that point, so I had cute. worn it enough where I didn't want it anymore because yeah. I kind of you got my kicks out of it. I was it like, out. dope t-shirt. Uh -huh. I've worn it a lot. Don't need it anymore. Um, it was returned. Well, that's the, I just like looking at It's like the nugget of, it's the nugget of our relationship, of our friendship right that there. That was the t-shirt, huh? Over that On shirt. the treadmill. Yeah. Yes. Good memory. Good memory. Well, I remember being like, oh, she likes this shirt. I, it was like a thing. But it made me, you made me feel cool. I was like, oh. Well, I felt cool wearing Guess it. I'm doing something right. You did. Well, right? you did well, something listen, right. Whoever, I wish I had it today. Whoever silkscreened that thing did a great job because. Yeah. Well done. Really well, well done. Well done. Um, but yeah, as you said, Shane and Jenny are looking for roommates. Uh, I like the way it was shot. I always enjoyed that back then and today where it's like locked on you guys and then locks on the person those lock shots. I like him. Yeah. And each person, you're just waiting for the reveal of what's going to go first guy's name Ewan. And he seemed like a keeper. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, until. Until we find out he's a nudist. Like, I think uh -huh. he would lead with that as opposed to just dropping it at the very end, thinking everyone's just going to be fine with it because you won them over otherwise. 
Yeah, I don't know if I was a nudist, if I would lead or if it would be something I'd bring up at the end. I might bring it up at the end. I'd bring it up at the beginning like and a, say, I'm a nudist. Like a, I'm very, way, very proud of but it. But I'd want to know You'll get used to people it. like me for me and then like me for my And you're also body. asking them to, you know, make some sort of a sacrifice on their end. It's, you lead with it. Anyway, the hell with you and... It's not going to happen. And all of them, they all, they all suck. You guys come up with a little code. You're very cute together. And again, I think that's just. I would have thought you knew each other for years. That's just, and then that's just Mia (laughs) and I bleeding into these two people that, because we were so excited. We finally got to work together. (sighs) So then toe happens, which is the theory of everything. And Kit, I guess, has self-esteem problems that she's going to go well look into bef- and takes one of these seminars. And the guy who runs Toe is a brilliant actor named Charles S. Dutton. I was yes. really impressed we got him when I saw who was playing. I think his character's name is Benjamin Bradshaw, right? That's the name? The yes. Guy who runs Toe? Yes. Yeah. Charles S. Dutton. Incredible actor. Uh, you might remember him from Rudy. You've seen Rudy, Leisha. Tell me you've seen of Rudy. Of course I've seen Rudy. Okay, thank yeah. you. Um, Rudy, Aliens 3. Oh, I don't remember Oh, yeah. That. He played okay, like the head guy of the prison who was sort of, you know, who, who you know, kept all the other prisoners in line. Um, he's been in a slew of things and he's so good. And anyway, I was excited to see him. Yeah. I and him. I think are they, they basically, I think we're looking for a love interest for Kit, right? Yeah. yeah. So... Kit's very impressed with this guy. He's like, you know, gives these inspirational speeches. The Kit seminar, identifies with an alley cat. The seminar looks like my personal Hell. worst nightmare if I'm going to be called yeah. out suddenly in front of a group of strangers. And asked, like, what animal are you? Right. And this whole thing on toe, no. everyone's, you know, says, I'm an ostrich, I'm a ferret, I'm an alley cat. And they think they're bad animals. But what he does is he decides to find the positive in each one of these identifying animals. So the person in the audience says, oh, I feel better about myself. Right. And then he's like, that's 650. Yeah. Which I have to bring up at the end when Kit goes to get her book signed. And he's like, listen, what's, she's like, oh, I've opened this new business at the planet. It's a cafe. And he's like, what's your, she's like, well, we're known for our parapolenta tart. By the way, I didn't know that. I don't think any don't of think these any characters of ever, ever ordered ate that it. Parapolenta tart. Never had it. And I nope. was like, that sounds really good. And he says, up the price $5. She's like, that's crazy. I won't sell any. He said, if you up the price $5, save all that money. And my next seminar <laughs> in two weeks is $250 and you should be able to afford it. And I thought, that's kind of dicky. He's also flirting with her. I know, but like, like you know, just have her save the money for her business. Then he's like, give it back to me. He's kind of, he's like. sort of bordering on inappropriate. That mm-hmm. sort of behavior wouldn't fly today. At all. Like, I feel like a lot of characters in this episode are teetering on inappropriate behavior. Um, episode, the well, series. Yeah, but this episode in particular yeah. sort of stood out to me. Um, yes. And Oh, because Joyce. You know, he's like right on the brink yep. of a Me Too moment. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And takes is like, pay me. And you're going to give me that money. In two weeks. Yeah. As you, as I was you, like, I don't like this Benjamin guy. Yeah. As you take advantage of your customers, I'm going to get the reward yes. just so you can hear exactly, what I have to say. Kate. Right. And come back to me. But he's very and my brilliance. Um, affecting. But she likes it. Kit loves it. Yeah. She's like, he's, okay. He, he sells it. I wish they had a scene. In this episode where our characters saw the $5 raise. And complained. And had a problem with it. (laughs) (laughs) I would think Kit. Kit. You've been coming here for years. I'm finally ordering this parapolenta tart and you raised (laughs) five bucks? I didn't know we were famous for it here. Why didn't you say anything? We've never ordered this parapolenta tart. And then I come in all excited to order it because I've I've just realized it's it's, it's what, on the best the of the list. whole place is known for it. yeah <laughs> and it's ten dollars because I'm wondering what it was before I don't know I bet it was like three fifty I don't know back in like the early two thousands what know. it would have been I'm gonna say three fifty so now it's like an eight fifty tart I'm gonna which say is very more like expensive. a four or five fifty dollar tart and we're going up so to you 10. think you think it's an eleven to twelve dollar. Tart? It could be. 
I mean, we nobody's going to buy inflation. that. Well, I, none of these, you can't even pay your rent. You and Jenny you think you're going to start How am I going to invest in tarts at this point? I mean, I can't win. No wonder we're not eating them. We can't afford them. <laughs> okay. So anyway, she's, she's into, she's into toe. She's dipping her toe. And another thing that's Teen. happening is Tina and Joyce are moving forward with deciding on the divorce settlement number. And Tina invites Joyce over to their house because Bet's out of town. And is Joyce allowed to do what she's doing? Because Joyce is wandering taking around pictures taking of the photos artwork? of everything that yeah, looks I thought, of value. Oh, this is pre-iPhone too. She had a little camera. Yes. And what's great, my favorite part of that scene was everything that Joyce was pointing to, Tina had a story about. Like, oh, we bought that when we were in Nepal. Oh, that's her favorite artist. I would love it if Tina said, yeah, we bought that at West Elm before they closed the Beverly location. Why? Because everything had like a story. It was like to show how fabulous everything was in the house. Everything's priceless and one of a kind. and Also sentimental. That's what I got out of it. More than like... I just wanted like, some oh, basic that's story. Favorite painter, like ah, oh, oh. we just picked those up somewhere. But I like that Joyce was like, "That's what? How much is something like that worth?" Like she didn't like the painting, and then Tina was like, "That's Bet's favorite painter," and it's blah 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 blah. And then she comes like, out. She's like, "This is what is?" Then she goes over. Yeah, she goes over to the Buddha, and that's where she says, "Oh, we bought that when we were in Nepal." Yeah, you don't like it. You don't want any lesbians to travel on the show. That's not true. <laughs> we do travel. I know. I just wanted a little. Lesbians. I just wanted one thing you in the house like the... that Joyce pointed to, where Tina was like, "Oh yeah, oh, to be like, just, yeah." I got that. At, okay, I see what yeah. you're saying. I bought those online. It's you know, it was too hoity-toity. Yeah, I mean, I understand the point that they were you trying didn't buy to make. Things online back then, it was just a little too much. A little too much. Okay. Okay. Well, now we're at the movie set where all of a sudden I was like, "Is Shane in SAG?" Thank you. And why is she carrying like, around a backpack? I thought you backpack? worked at a salon. What kind of, what, what sort of, I know it's a hair girl, but on set. No, but we know what it's like on set. That's what I'm saying. On set, well, with makeup, with makeup artists on set, every actor has their own little kit that the makeup artist carries. So makeups and colors and sanitation, they don't get mixed in with each other. But with a, but a. Right, like I'm not using your lip no. balm. No, there's little like plastic bags that Angel has that says Alice or Shane or whatever. And with a hair department, not that's not exactly the same thing, but the actors they're 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 responsible for. It's more of like an easy to get to bag, right? Like Mm -hmm. easy access sort of luggage on set, so they can just like go in, whip out whatever it is they need. Shane's carrying some vintage army backpack. But when did you join SAG? I don't know. Well, I, don't you have like to a, be union? It's like a different career. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And Shane, that's when, what I, they Shane, said that she was brought in to help with the day players. You wouldn't have no, to. No, I know. Yeah, you still have to be on, to be on a movie set, you still have to be in the union. If, you if she's working. Be, well, she's not on SAG. But it would be she's SAG. Not, that's what yeah, I'm saying. She's not in SAG. SAG. <laughs> she's not, true. It's not SAG. She's not an actor, but she would. Be I, in, uh, what's it called? What's the, the that's what I meant. Okay, yeah. that's what I meant. The hair union. Yeah. Whatever that's called. Um, and this is where we meet Veronica Bloom, played by Cameron Mannheim. Another great guest star. Yeah. And, you know, and, and Veronica is clearly some powerhouse Hollywood producer that everyone is terrified of. And yeah. she knows it. And there's some actor that's having a moment. And Veronica oversees Shane talking that actor off the ledge. And a little trade secret is when you're mic'd on set, they usually, they always turn the sound off because they don't want to hear people's voices in their heads without filming the sound department. But just to be careful, you unplug your mic or you cover it. Always. And so we all do that. Or we, if we're, everyone's talking shit, like you, if the you, whole cast you tap gets the together, mic you tap your mic. That'll, yeah, exactly. Which is obnoxious, <laughs> but you just to, you know. Every actor does Everybody it. does it. They're all, t- but, um, or you hold the mic, but like, I can't believe and, blah, blah, blah. You know, Shane yeah. does the number one thing you don't do because 
Veronica puts her headset on to hear what's being said because she knows that actor is mic'd and that actor didn't unplug and she overhears Shane calling her a crazy bitch. Exactly. So suddenly she's something about that. She's, well, she's fascinated by you and asks one of the PAs to have, please have that that person in my trailer tomorrow. So you show up in the trailer the next day, mm-hmm. kind of like, can I help you? Mm-hmm. And she's like, you have a gift. Which, which is like this, a gift of this what? This scene made me laugh. A gift of I know what? it made me laugh. I would have been cool. She's with, like, you I, got that something. I'm cool with having a gift, but I just wanted to see a, a, another example of it before we just launched know, into it. Because you just... <laughs> Are we jumping ahead? Should like, we save this? It was, no, no, no. It was like you were like Obi-Wan Kenobi or something. <laughs> like She's like, I need you around me with your special skill. I'm like, what special skill? <laughs> it was so All she said was, you're beautiful. Don't worry about it. You're your producer's nuts. It's not your problem. Don't take it on. <laughs> <laughs> you're gifted. She's like, you need to be my assistant. And I'm going to, she was like, I'm going to take you to all my meetings. I was like, For wow. what? Exactly. <laughs> what is Shane going like, to do? So in case I need your gift, your skill. The best part of so that scene, special. by the way, is the best part. Did you see who was cameoed? <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. Because somebody I was like, oh, no, I didn't see who was cameoed. Since we're talking about that scene, we're not going to revisit it. Shane does come to the to, to, to uh, Veronica's trailer on set to take that meeting. and. Was it Jennifer's actual trailer? How can you, I'm, I cannot believe you didn't notice this. Oh, Floyd. Thank you. Of course I saw Floyd. I screamed. I was like, Kim, it's Floyd. Baby Floyd had his cameo. He's Ugh. being carried by the PA with a fan, which I'm sure made his yes. day. But Floyd is Kate's dog. She was, he, yeah, he was my dog. And 18 years. <laughs> he was, yeah, I had he him lived for forever. He could have been 19. I just said 18, he could, have been 19. he could have been 19. I had gotten Floyd. That was my first season with Floyd. So from that this season onward, Floyd made a cameo every season. Every season. Yeah. And that was his first and one. And he was in the perfect Floyd position, like on his back being scooped up. Like, I know. Ugh. I did. I screamed. I was so excited. Me too. And he was all like, like light brown and young. And he had his really dark <laughs> eyes. Dark. Yeah. Yeah. You could differentiate the spots on his face because then he became white face really quick well he was white yeah very oh white. my baby at the end okay that was the best part um, of the scene anyway but yeah shane's special gift what is it we don't know but we hope to find out obi-wan hey, we're back in new york city so bet walks into a brownstone which is the peabody foundation and this is where bet and helena meet each other because they become sort of like nemesis right they're they're like they're supposed to be sort of be like two powerhouses yeah. that meet. I think that was the whole intention also, of it's, Helena's it, it, character. It sucks for Bet because the Peabody Foundation is under new management. And whenever that happens, a new agenda gets started because that person wants to make their mark. And Right. And so Bet's like, listen, your mom, Peggy, was really into supporting the arts. And I'm really hoping you, Helena, will uh, do the same thing. And she's like, I'm really into these other places to that I'd like to put my money and then all of a sudden the kids come in which were always like back then it was our favorite thing that Helena had these kids because they would disappear for months on end yeah and she'd never talk about them but she had these two children and Bet's like oh you know my partner and I are trying to have kids which broke my heart a little that Bet was still hanging on to like what's not present day reality yeah basically Helena's blowing Bet off and Bet can't stand it yeah and Bet is being um, impassioned bet. And it's not working. Mm -hmm. I know. She's like, this is art. And this is why it's so important. And the government has failed us. Yeah, wait. She even has a line that I wrote. Wait, civilizations wither and die without the arts. Wither and die. It was a good one. (laughs) It was a good one. Wither and die without the arts. Yes, yes. That's a very bet line. Very much so. Trying to get her point across. Didn't work. Didn't work. Okay, so we're back at Shane and Jenny's. And you interview someone else. And then in comes a new character played by Eric Lively, who is such a sweetheart. His name is Mark and he comes in with a video camera. I have to say back then and also today, Mm -hmm. 
I, I don't understand why you guys were like, yeah, he's the one. He's the roommate to pick. I get it. For me personally, I find his character creepy. He doesn't have boundaries, yeah. but there's something oddly charming about him that well, doesn't Eric's feel charming. Um, lecherous. Although what he does is horrible. His What he puts out there doesn't have that Seems safe. Sticky feeling. I think if anybody, if I open the car, uh, the, not the car, if I open my front door and somebody had a camera on my face, that would be my immediate red flag to be like, Get yeah. This and then the fact life. that Shane's like, all right, I'll hold your camera, sure. And she lets this go on. And then there's a brief time cut to where he's now sitting down and Jenny and Mark have a moment sharing their love over Grey Gardens. And Shane's just oh, sitting there with the camera. If that was me, that would have been on the coffee table. I think you were trying to understand him or something, maybe. And then he's like, I guess the part where it, he really sold you on moving. Home, he, said, he was like, don't judge me for what I do for money. Like, basically, like, I know what I do isn't great, but that's how I pay the bills. And he's like, I can give you first, last and the first three months of rent or something. And you're like, sold. Well, then there's that, which is sort of a winning strategy. Cash is king. You're going to pay that right now. Yeah. We need it. Right. You did need it. Yeah. Those tarts have gone up. They have. You need Between them. that and the rent. I mean, everyone's just trying to keep their head above water. Okay, then we're at the fair. I remember having a blast filming this that day. Did you film like, that at Santa Monica the, Fair? At the Santa Monica Pier? Santa Monica Pier. Pier. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Answer me this. Yes. I could, I, I'm filming that because you're on that teacup ride, right? That thing that swirls around. Yes. I, yes. It's very easy for me to imagine Aaron feeling sick on that ride. Was I right? If she was, I don't remember her having a problem with okay. it. Okay. Okay. But I wasn't in her teacup. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> so, so basically, I guess I've been set up on a date because of Tanya. And I'm in one of my, you know, bisexual teacups over there. And then I get off the ride. But then I asked the guy, what do you do? Which I found a strange line. Yeah. Wouldn't I know if I was on a date with him? Well, did you just meet and say, hey, you want to jump on the teacup ride? And then you just didn't have a chance to. Yeah, it seems a little fast. And what's your name? Oh, hi. And then what do you do? I don't know. Strange. But anyway, we get off. And I want to get away from Tanya and Dana, obviously, possibly the date. And then I go to the bathroom and Dana says, I'm going to go with Alice. And you wind up kissing. And what does she do? She kisses you. Bad place to do it. Bad place. What are you well, doing? I think at this point, they have. At this just, point, there's what? nowhere else to go. At but, this point, but, what? They've been controlling themselves for so long. I get it. You can't control it anymore. But Jesus Christ. I can't. Tanya could old. round the corner, corner at any second. And the jig is up. Yeah, but I think she was probably on a ride. I know she wasn't. Because that's waiting. what you do at amusement parks. No, that's not. No, they, they scurried off together. They like, the two of them, like, as though they were going to like. It. A roller coaster. Mm. I didn't mind it. What I what sealed and for I also me think was when you're in that place, you don't care. What anymore. sealed it for me that scene was after you two kiss, you're just sort of both standing there in awkward silence. I like that. Well, you do like that because we weren't talking. Yeah, I don't need to hear words to. We know to sh- we know. To, to tell me what I'm already seeing. I see it. We I'm know. smart. Okay, then we're at Peggy's. Peggy this has, is one um, of my favorite scenes of all time. Peggy, the retirement is treating her well. She is fully retired. She's splayed out next to her 20-year-old Italian boyfriend who doesn't speak a lick of English. She's hired an a personal interpreter just sitting there in the chair. <laughs> she's was... like, she's not too shy to come in the bedroom with us. My favorite line. <laughs> but I have to tell you, for a split second, I thought, is that, what's the actor's name? Who's, who's going to be an American gigolo? John Barenthal? No. I thought it was John Barenthal for a minute, like <laughs> oh. pre being John Barenthal. I, don't think so. I was like, oh my God, it's he's doing like a bit part. No. It wasn't. And then I saw the face. Yeah, Peggy's living the life that maybe we all should live I when, we, we're all that when we're all ready to retire. Retirement. We're gonna take a break. We'll be back in a minute. Poor Bet is just having the door slam in her face anywhere she goes because no one wants to help her. But can I say that like what's so great about Holland Taylor is no matter how ridiculous the scene might be, 
she grounds it yeah. and it's so believable. She commits. I'm like, yeah, I believe it. She commits. But like, I believe that this woman exists yep. and she's, Bet's sitting there like watching this all happen. I just love that about Holland her. Taylor could make anything fascinating. Yes. I'd watch her eat toast. That's how fascinating that woman is. So now Bet is heading, Bet's had a rough day. And yeah, just a hell of a day. You know, what better way to end it than to go to go get a martini, a bar at, the Starlight. at Starlight, which back in the day was a popular was really night fun. on Sundays. The only difference is that when she walks in, that's not what it looked like. Starlight, in actuality, was super, super small and they didn't pay, play that electric jazz music. It was like a. Well, no, they didn't. Um, no, I'm saying a lot of the music is like, which can we, can we just, just real quick, can I interrupt with yeah. like a music thought? Sure. There's a lot of things that happen that I'm like, I don't get it. Where like, there was a scene with Tina where it goes like, Tina, 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 uh-huh. Tina. I'm like, I know it's Tina. I don't need the, <laughs> you know what I mean? Leisha. And then there was like something else that like somebody was doing and it was like, like if I was eating a piece of bread, it would have gone. Bread, bread. Well, bread, it was bread. also the fake orgasm, like the unnecessary orgasm sounds in the in the teaser when we meet Helena for the first time. You hear, <gasps> oh yeah, <gasps> it happens to. But I think, but I believe that happens throughout the entire series. Now, when Alice has a scene, we're going to hear Alice, right? Okay, or we're going to hear. I she. guess I have to get used in to fact, it. In fact, I remember in the finale there was that sort of thing when Shane and Carmen have a scene. They go Shane, Shane, Shane. Carmen, Carmen, Carmen. The shit's all over the place from here on out. Okay. I guess we just need to be reminded of who's on the screen. Maybe. In case people forgot. Sure. Well, anyway, here we are. We're with Bet, 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 Bet. Walking into a Starlight. uh, Starlight. Starlight. That was definitely shot in Vancouver. And she's looking amazing. She sits down, has a martini. Shoots it back pretty fast. She also Spots wastes very no time girl. making eye contact with someone. No but time. Also, I'm sorry, but if Bet walks into a bar, by the way, I would have thought somebody would come up to her sooner. See, than- I think when Bet unveils her superpower shoulders, that's where she can get whatever she wants because that's what she does. Well, duh. Yeah, she goes up to that yeah, girl, and I agree. The unveiling and the girls just like, sure, wherever you want. And then they go off and they have some seductive slow dance. Oh, the dance was great. Mm-hmm. She's like, do you want to dance? I don't even think she asks. I think she grabs her and just. No, she asks. She did? She did. You're right. Yeah, yeah she did. She did. Um, but just a great scene. I really, I really enjoyed that scene. Um, then Tina brings an orchid. We're back over at Joyce and Tina's. Uh, she brings an orchid over it as a basic thank you, right? Well, Joyce Goes has back been. To her- her one friend. And there's an earlier scene that we forgot where Joyce comes in to visit Tina in the guest house because Joyce is always just teetering on being inappropriate. Just as she's about to cross that line, she doesn't. And you're always thinking, oh, yeah. this is awkward, right? And Tina's a guest in yep. her house. So you have to be polite to a certain extent. And where do you draw the line? And there was a scene earlier where Joyce shows up. Hey, what you working on? And she's like popping sushi. Smacking on sushi. Uh-huh. Want some? Yep. <laughs> Tina's like, no, there's mercury. Oh, I hear that. I've been around plenty of pregnant women. Huh? And, you know, uh-huh. and so she's just being nice and Laurel and not Laurel. Tina's probably thinking, oh, it's nice. Someone actually cares. And so that is why she delivers a orchid pot and puts it on Joyce's front step of the house to say thank you. Yeah, it's a thank you. It's a thank you orchid. Yeah. And Joyce, I mean, from Tina's point of view at this point, is trying to get her what she believes she's owed. I guess, but it's a, don't they have some sort of retainer where she's paying her? I mean, is she really Maybe, owed? but maybe she's giving Tina a vote of self-confidence that Tina hasn't gotten anywhere else because Joyce is like, you deserve this. This is, yeah. you, are, you do own part of that. What a weird lawyer to have in your life. Yeah, and you can't really tell, like, is this getting weird? Is it not? I should be grateful. You can st- you can tell in this episode. You're like, this something's wrong. Something's off. So then we are back at Shane and Jenny's and you're having one another one of your ragers. I will say this party is more successful <laughs> than the last one. 
People seem to be having fun. And there's a little fun. more life. There's actual music being played and like... Had Alice not met Carmen? Because there is zero introduction. I'm assuming we've met because they're... Yeah. Okay. I don't I'm know assuming, when, but, just, but we were sure. like I know, but I think it just happened. Shane is being a total shit in this. You are just not nice to Carmen. It's a head fuck. And another example where I would think to myself, why? Why? But also, do people like that actually exist that are that like in your face with with? I'm sure like I'm just I just this is what I do and get used to it. I think someone you slept with, you know what it is? It, it's it's if, if there was a scene where Shane and Carmen came to some sort of agreement, I, I suppose that I don't like sleepovers scene is is is, you know, what's there to, to say, oh, but that happened. But. If there was another scene where a real sort of establishment of like, look, I like you, but I can't give you anything like don't don't count on me. Then I could kind of believe why Shane would be that brazen, you know, in front of Carmen. Mm-hmm. But we didn't have that. She just last time we saw Shane and Carmen and Jenny, Jenny kissed Shane, Carmen kissed Jenny. Shane caught it, got weird. And then we're in episode four and. Yeah, there's been there's, zero communication about like, except for I don't like, I don't do sleepovers and, so and that's I don't do relationships. Me. It bumped me back then but those are and your, it's bumping me now. Those are your like billboard statements. Which is that fine. Supposed but to just you know, understand. if this is going to be, we're clearly setting this up to be a triangle, you know? Yeah. I mean, so I just yeah. am sort of bumping it. They did have that conversation though in that episode where Shane showed up on that set. I don't do relationships. Yeah, but, you know, it's sort of like you're, you know, you kissed my my friend, and my roommate. It's, you know, it's not some stranger that I don't know that I've never seen. It's someone that I, it's in my life. I don't, it's just, there's something about it. It doesn't feel. And Jenny clear. has terrible game. Like she, she, if she likes a girl, she's never very good at showing her. Well, Jenny does say, actually, Jenny, the reason why they're having this party is because there's a scene earlier. We're really jumping around today with scene it's structure. Okay. But it's okay. Earlier, um, Jenny is sitting at her desk and she's working and a fantasy came, uh, one of her fantasies came up. She was, you know, writing. And so we got to see that fantasy. Oh, yeah. We skipped over that. <laughs> and she... uh <laughs> What's the fantasy? I was actually paying attention because I thought to myself, if I'm in the right headspace, whenever I watch, whenever I watch these for recaps, I'm going to actually try to understand the purpose of this to see if there's a She was one of the the sort of ducks that you shoot. Yeah, at a carnival. And these two girls Uh shoot her and she gets her and she gets, you know, shot in the shoulder and Jenny looks down and then gets up and runs because these two girls are laughing at her, which I think is symbolism to say that Jenny really doesn't have any allies really in her life. She feels very alone. She doesn't really fit in. No one ever helped Well, her. she also doesn't fit in anywhere, right? Like maybe those two girls that were shooting at her were symbolizing what she, like her Went peer group. As a child. Yeah. And, well, one of them is supposed to be Ginny. What? It's the Her f- name is Little Ginny. Like that's how she's credited. But she's the one getting shot. Is Wait, Little where Jenny. is she credited Little Jenny? In the credits. All right, like, I don't, I, but I it, didn't watch the credits. I'm just saying that one of them is supposed to be Jenny, which we got, we've picked it up in, in the previous because it's the same little girl because she's like calling up for her dad in some of them. That's the same little girl. Okay, so one of the girls shooting Jenny mm-hmm. is Jenny, who is Mia, is Jenny. Yeah. So like, Jenny's shooting herself. Right. Yeah. So then so the, baby, eight-year-old Jenny or however old I think my is. I think my description of what that fantasy is makes more sense. Okay, we can go with yours. I mean, I don't think there's like I anything. I think the point of these fantasies of is choose your own adventure. So whatever yeah, makes sense exactly. to you, run with it. But in that scene, yeah. when she comes out of it, her and Shane have a conversation where where Jenny says to Shane, "Hey, you know, could uh, I'm sorry about Carmen? Is it weird?" And Shane, you know, says, "No, it's fine. It's 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 fine." And Jenny says, "I don't, you know, how do I see her again?" And Shane offers to have a party. I think and invite her over. So. Um, I guess that counts as the thing is, is that Carmen is unaware of this. And I think that's what I'm struggling with is that she has that understanding with Jenny, but not with Carmen. Shane. Yeah. So when we get to the party and, and 
Carmen's kind of sitting there, you know, trying to avoid Shane on the couch with this girl. And she's like, oh, I love Bridget Bardot. Oh, it's great. And turns out to be Jenny's music. It's Carmen's not in on it. She doesn't know what's going on. Well, no, she leaves because she's like, Shane's an asshole. Yeah, I don't blame her. Like, I appreciate her. I don't blame her either. And 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 Jenny's not giving her any like indication that she's like, stay for me. Like, she's just kind of like this party. Well, Jenny just doesn't know where to fit in. Like, I think we, exactly. I, I think that comes in. We, we get that hint later on in the episode. But Jenny's a real fish out of water. She's like, I guess I'm gay now. Is this my crowd? How do I fit in? They're not like she me. I'm know. not like them. Yeah. Also, not to go back to the fantasy, but I do think that like little baby Jenny shooting Jenny mm-hmm. is is self-loathing. I mean, I think she has, you know, she hates herself for various different reasons. Yeah. But I do appreciate Carmen's resilience. Um, to the head fuckery, but you know every girl's yeah, got a we limit. All do. I don't blame you for leaving. Whew. Alice just gets tanked because she's the party so. Boring. And you're just doing shots alone, poor thing. No it's one wants to hear what's going one. on with you. No, and that's okay because I can't share it anyway. Right. Then we all go skinny dipping. Okay, we're back with Joyce and Tina, and Joyce comes in to thank Tina for the orchid and says her ex. Group collected orchids, which I was like, odd, but okay. And sits down on the bed with her. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, you're so great. And you're so and thank you for everything you're last, doing. At last, she blah, crosses and then that one. <laughs> she reaches over to kiss her. And grabs at her. And I thought, huh. And then Tina's like, no, no, no. And then she keeps going. She's like, oh, just relax. I was like, She's like, I've, 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 I've made love to plenty of pregnant women. I like how Joyce is, has full confidence at all times. She doesn't take no for no. an answer. And what I loved about Tina, she's like, no, mm-hmm. it like pushes her away. It was great. Yeah, Joyce, like take, take a hint. Question, where is Tina going to go? Back to your place? Well, here's what they keep doing at the end of these episodes is when Tina's kind of making a move to possibly go back to bed. Mm-hmm. Bet's always making a move to go into someone else's pants. Oh, okay. All right. It's always like a uh, bad timing. But she packs up and leaves. We don't know where she goes. She locks the door. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And that's finally the, at last. Yeah. She's out. So she's on to her next adventure. And we see Mark moving in to the shed Mm -hmm. because that's going to be his new place. Sweet setup, by the way. A guest house with a private entrance is a real is a real find if you can find it. That would be, that's like a golden brick in this town. And he got it, but his friend is helping him move in. And his friend is just like, holy shit. Oh, you live with lesbians. It's that straight person thing. Then we jump into the pool. Then all this whole party, the party train goes from Shane and Jenny's place into Bet's pool. And then while we're swimming, that's when Mark and Jenny have a conversation. But, I remember shooting that scene with you because you also had a skinny dip. I did. It was a late I'm Friday like night. And... That water was freezing. And we had to get naked. It was always cold. They said they heated it up for us. They always and say it, that. Every time we jumped and they in. they didn't. And then also it's, I don't think it's like a pool that's actually like maintained like a pool. No. So what were we really swimming in every time we were in that water? No. Who knows? But there, because it's on set, it's not a real pool, but it was a real pool. That makes sense. It really walked the line. Yeah. I just remember trying to not get it in my mouth. Yeah. I, we didn't want, aside aside from the initial jump diving in, we, we always were very aware of not putting our heads below it ever again after that initial jump. No, we, oh, after Mm -hmm. that one. Yeah. But we were laughing. You and I were having a good time because it was just you, you and were me like, laughing. We're like, let's do it. The happier we are, the quicker this is going to be over. <laughs> no, but there was like a shot of us laughing at something, and I could tell it was just me and oh, you. Probably. Okay, so then it cuts over to Mark and Jenny having a conversation about he's just fascinated. You know, if like Jenny, I would if I walked in a bar, I would think you're straight. And she's like, huh? And then he's like, I don't know. With them, they have the, all these like interesting haircuts. And I was like, this is a weird if conversation. If I was Jenny, I would jump in that pool to get away from that conversation. Thank you. I was like, this is, this is a dated 
or, or just, I don't know if this is how straight men think or did or what, but it's like rudimentary, like the haircuts uh, and the attitudes. Uh, uh, oh, the attitude. I only like this I scene like, because this I, I think Eric Lively is a good, is a, is a really interesting actor. And he is, I I'm really no, like no diss against him. It was Mia played it because, or I like the scene more for Jenny because Jenny is really just trying to figure out where she fits into this world and right. what this means to her, what being gay means to her. And that's an important process. And she's right at the beginning of that. And that's why she's kind of been hanging back. Because she doesn't. Oh, yeah. It's like she feels like she hasn't earned the right to plant herself. To belong. And while the rest of us are carefree and don't care, she, you know, she it's like she wants that initiation card. Right. Well, we were a little ahead in doing the work and she's like. Exactly. At the, and she feels like, oh, I yeah. have to earn this. Exactly. That's why I like that scene. I mean, I didn't. No, I like the scene. I guess it's hard to describe. I like it. I just, it's like, it's hard to see. Also, you're like, eh. yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we go to Bet's hotel room in New York City. She's still there. And she, you know, has sex with the girl she picked up at the Starlight. A lot of gazing in that hotel room. I think she's just kind of like, I'm going to, here's my prey. It felt like prey. Yeah, a lot of gazing. Okay. So they have sex. And then we cut to, I have to tell you, hmm. Kate. This is my number one favorite scene of the L word Which? to date. The haircut scene. The this is it. I'm like this is the my infamous favorite scene haircut for so many and reasons. Everything that went into that haircut. Well, okay, we can get backstory on the actual haircut, but like the scene, let's talk about All right, that let's first. Let's talk about that scene. It's beautiful. I love. Everything about the way you and Mia played. The best part of that scene is Mia's perfectly timed teardrop that just yes. boom, lands. Per you go snip, snip, and the tear falls at the same time. But I love that it's like, to me, it symbolizes so much about what it feels like when you're, when you're embracing your identity mm -hmm. and you feel like you're coming into yourself and all those like profound feelings we all feel when this is happening. Yeah. I felt like it, it encapsulated that really well. And the trust. And you were so sweet to her. The the only rub for me was that your scissors and, and the comb just um, happened to be sitting there. Comb were just they right were just there right there, the there waiting. I agree. And I I would have liked to like I'll be right back yeah. and you could run to your room. But yeah. other than that, perfection. See, those are things that if we were shooting that scene in present day, I would address and say I need to. I, yeah. these aren't just going to be sitting here. I have to go. Right. Like let's make this. Right. More of spontaneous. But it was beautifully played and it was, it really touched me and I was really moved by the scene. I really like Shane and Jenny's friendship. I always thought it made sense. No, you guys are adorable. It does make sense. Yeah, I just like the trust that Jenny instills on Shane, who, let's face it, in the show's reality, they don't really, she doesn't really know that well. And like you said, there was no judgment. It was... It was, it was well done. And also the simplicity of it. Um, but the infamous haircut. The, the, the big haircut that Mia had to get. First of all, credit to Mia for agreeing. That was a big deal. To She had the longest hair for her entire life. And they were like, we'd love you to cut it off. And she was like, and not all just right, cut it off. It. Like we want to give you the Mia Farrow French yes, Gamine look, which is the polar opposite of what she had. So there's no like, hey, let's like work up to this. It's like once it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. And she went into it like full throttle and was like, yes, because that's the character. And I have to say to this day, and Mia disagrees because she didn't love her haircut and she liked her long hair a lot better. I thought she looked stunning with that short hairdo. Gorgeous. The whole time she had Fucking it. Gorgeous. gorgeous. I was like, God, I wish. Remember when she came home to the house after it had finished? Remember? Yeah. I'll never forget her walking yes. in the door because we were waiting all day. To see how yes. it was. Stunning. I think she was happy like with her it. Like her whole face lit when up. When it finally happened, it was just a lot of anticipation leading up to that. So the question was, who's going to cut it? Where, who, who's going to cut it? Oh yeah, who's going to do gonna it? Am I going to go yeah, somewhere go to and right fly person? somewhere to get done by some celebrity hairstylist or 
And I don't think it's a very hard haircut to do. It's just. Yes, it is. Oh, I think I think, I think those haircuts can go horribly they wrong. They can, but I, it's very it's also very simple in a way. I don't know how you could really fuck it up. And there it is. There it is. That's the episode. Lynchpin. Why was it called Lynchpin? Let's see what it means. Lynchpin, a person or thing vital to an enterprise or organization. Helena? I think it was Helena Peabody. Okay. What is she uh, vital know. to Maybe an enterprise or? Well, Peggy is vital. Like, because without it, well, no, but without Helena agreeing to everything, Bet's kind of Well, screwed. also, Bet in the art world and, and CAC are also vital to its Lynchpins. survival. Jenny, unbeknownst to what she realizes on herself, is also vital to this friend group infrastructure. There's no show without Jenny. I thought it was weird because linchpin, like that's usually spelled with an I, not a Y. Yeah. And it's spelled with a Y yeah. like Jane Lynch's last name. Yes. So I didn't know if that had anything to do with it. And Kelly Lynch. Yeah. I don't know. Well, up for your own interpretation. We can call Aileen after this and ask her, Lynchpin. It's and then she'll tell us why. Well, next week we're going to do 105. I didn't mind this episode, but I feel like it's sort of the holdover because things are about to pop off. Yeah, they're always about to pop off. I like this episode. Yeah, I didn't mind it. I, I didn't mind time. it at all. Um, I just feel like it's sort of it's a little... Tr- I prefer Bet in Los Angeles, though. Yeah, it was very removed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I felt but like I was I, watching I two different home. worlds within. Yeah. You know. She needs to come back. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, next week, 105, everybody. Kate, I'll see you on the mountain I'm gonna tomorrow. See you. Let me know what time. I will. It's early. It's going to be okay. early. I like how you say this as if it's you're warning me. Like, get ready. It's going to be early. I don't know. We're going to do I it twice. I, I Well, I don't know how much I have to warn. You don't have to. Maybe you're going to expect us to like not do a lot and I'm I'm in a thing I think that's what it is I'm in a thing and I have to accomplish the thing yeah but it's not new to me but you're in yeah but I did go with a friend today who was like we're what and we didn't turn around because it was a big right. no and I thought um oh, I didn't get my thing done yeah so now I feel like I have to warn you, not, you don't know anybody who comes with me I have, a, I have things to accomplish because I don't see this sort of thing this type of exercise as a social as a social hour like yeah it's fun like we'll do it together great but I don't intend to use that time to talk and no, catch you up. and I are putting our earbuds in I don't want to talk to great you. feelings mutual okay so we'll just do it together <laughs> but some people <laughs> treat it as a as a as a as a coffee date it's, and then they're like oh I gotta, we gotta walk is. more yeah, uh, that, that's I'm not. I don't have that expectation. I know we've talked about. I know you don't, but I just not I feel that like it's you got all triggered. Out on the table. You got a little triggered by. Well, I just came back from yeah. it, and I was like, I would have turned around, but I can't today. But I enjoyed myself. It was it was just a different kind okay. of hike, walk, hike, walk. All right, we love you, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Pants. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Pants, a podcast brought to you by Kate Menig and me, Leisha Haley. Produced by Melissa DeMonts. Please listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow Pants on Instagram at The Pants Pod. Theme song by Carolina Para of the band CSS. Graphics are by Love Fox. 